0: Hi, this is Jerry Conway, Tom DeFalco, Ron Friends, Paul Jenkins, JMD Mateus, Rob Rodriguez, Jim Shalakram, Danny Fingeroth. and you're listening to Amazing Spider Talk.
1: Too many who know the angles, uncover and untangle, all the questions and the webs left out to tangle. Be in 1962, last Wednesday's afternoon, they'll bend your ears with reckless self-abandon. The amazing spider are the amazing Oh, and welcome to The Amazing Spider Talk My name is Dan Gavazden And I'm the editor of SuperiorSpiderTalk.com
0: And I'm Marcinacchio Founder of Chasing Amazing And an editor at SuperiorSpiderTalk.com
1: Thanks everyone for joining us For the 19.1 th episode Of Amazing Spider Talk We hope you enjoy this podcast And that it provides an intelligent conversation Between two fans and collectors As we hope to look at the Spider-Man comic universe In a bit of a bigger picture
0: Dan, where was your oomph joke?
1: Well, you know, I'm more kind of hung up on the fact that we don't even have an amazing Spider-Man number 19, 19. but we're getting a 19.1.
0: Yes, for all you uh, psycho collectors out there like Dan and I, this just throws everything asunder right now. I'm
1: imagining like five years in the future, there's going to be someone like just tearing their hair out trying to find these 19th and 20th issues.
0: Yeah, and and when the time comes for ASM 800, I just – I'm really – Dying to see what they're going to count, but you know, <laughs> yeah, right. Because for like Ultimate two hundred, if Ultimate two hundred is any indication, they're just going to probably count to everything. They're probably going to count like that ends of the earth one shot that you don't own.
1: But Mark, they're done counting numbers above like twenty because of this new mantra.
0: Right, right. But an eight hundredth issue. Come on, Dan. Anyway, we're digressing huge, <laughs> but. In this episode, beyond talking about numbering, we're going to be talking about Amazing Spider-Man number 19.1 by Jerry Conway and Carlo Barberi. We'll read your comments and emails, give away some prizes, and then discuss the spider news that's fit to print. And boy, oh boy, Dan, there is some spider news in this episode, right? This might be the biggest bunch of spider news we've ever gotten. Yeah, so uh, hold, hold on to your seats, guys, because we got, we got a, a news-heavy episode. But first, a review.
1: Yeah, and of course, if you hear this sound, please be sure to check out your iOS device for a link to an article, video, or image to enhance your listening experience. Well, Mark, like we said, there was no Amazing Spider-Man number 19, so those of you looking into our podcast feed looking for episode 19, forget about it. This is a discussion of Amazing Spider-Man number 19.1. Tonight on trampoline The Hendersons will all be there Late Pablo Frank is there What a scene Over men and horses Hoops and garters Lastly through a hogshead Of real fire In this way Mr. K will challenge the world
0: Alrighty, Dan. Amazing Spider-Man number 19.1. Uh, you could check out the review on SuperiorSpiderTalk.com. I'm sure that link's about to appear as I say this. Um, Dan. And, you know, self-plug, right, Dan? Because I wrote the review. Ha-ha.
1: Ha-ha-ha-ha. You've taken over.
0: I've taken over. The assimilated uh, resistance is futile. Whatever. Um, so, anyway, Dan, as the review says... Um, this is I still think this is a very well written series. This is of course part four of five of the spiral mini series from Jerry Conway and Carlo Barberi. But um, I think it's pretty safe to say at this point, this is not a Spider-Man story. This is a Wraith story, right?
1: Yeah, I completely agree with you. I, I think you called her the wonderful Wraith.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, let's take let's let's come up with a superlative or an adjective and then the, or maybe the righteous Wraith. I guess you know alliteration versus uh, the actual letter here, right?
1: Yeah, although I don't know, is righteous or uh, wonderful really apply to this character?
0: No, she definitely very shades of gray, which is kind of you know, um, you know what superheroes are today. I guess it's kind of like if Wolverine became a star of a Spider-Man book. I don't know, but not as quite as dark as Wolverine. But yeah, the Spidey, and and you know, it's not that Spidey has been rendered kind of. Useless or, in, or incompetent Like he has in some other stories uh, In recent months Which is a little distressing I mean, you know, when Spidey's on The page, he's he, he's great It's it's a lot of fun But but this story really Channels its focus on The Wraith versus Mr. Negative and how uh, She's letting Her tragic past And, and the tragedy involving her partner Kind of Define who she is at this at this stage of her life And kind of destroy her career It's a really cool story But this is not the Amazing Spider-Man
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess the biggest problem with, with Spider-Man's presence here Is that he doesn't really have much of an initiative Like, he's kind of just reacting To the decisions of others And bouncing around town There's even a moment where The page, a new scene starts off With Spider-Man and Wraith In this panel together And she's like Oh, uh, you've been following me, and we don't never even saw him following her. Uh, you know, there just seems like if he's doing anything, it's been excised from this book in order to uh, focus on the Wraith, which isn't necessarily bad because, you know, I think your review said this, like, a book about the Wraith probably wouldn't sell. So, you know, if you're okay with reading about the Wraith, then, you know, th- there are bigger problems, you know, that you could have in your life.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, you know, it, they're being... Pragmatic in marketing here, and and that's kind of I don't even want to say it's the Marvel way. I mean that's that's comics, man. You know, like you know we've we've had plenty of stories within the main continuity where maybe the focus shifts away um, from the characters, and that doesn't make it a bad story. I, it just you know. Like you said, it, it's it's. What is Spidey's actual purpose here besides kind of playing babysitter to Wraith? And I don't know if there is anything more than that. I, I mean, he 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 does have concerns about the gang war. I think that's fair. You know uh, what's what's happening, and I do like that this issue. You know, after kind of tap dancing, you know, we had Hammerhead, we had Tombstone, uh, we had the Goblin King Phil Uric, or whatever he's calling himself, whatever whatever english designation he has right now um royal (laughs) royal designation i should say um but mr negative i feel in this comic emerges indisputably as the big bad big bad of spiral right
1: yeah i but i guess my problem with that is i mean that's a fine thing to do it's just kind of like a well duh moment in this book like if he's the mastermind here I think we could safely say that we all saw this coming from a mile away, and Yuri, or the Wraith, seems so dumbstruck by this, it makes her seem kind of dumb.
0: Yeah, I I don't disagree with that. But I guess, you know, in in an effort to keep this tied into Spider-Man continuity, I mean, what what Conway's script seems to keep kind of coming back to is this—are these parallels between Peter's background and Yuri— and you know, it's funny, Dan. I, I just recently wrote about uh, Parallel Lives, which was about Peter and Mary Jane, for as part of the uh, Peter and Mary Jane Top Story Countdown on Superior Spider Talk. And you know, that book was written by Conway, and he's kind of utilizing the same narrative technique here. You know, especially in the beginning, you kind of you, you have uh, Peter kind of reliving these tragic moments in his life. And how he let that define who he is and and we're seeing yuri in the tragedies of her life and i do think that these parallel scenes are are effective because they they're they're a good segue into kind of the 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 present moment of yuri holding the smoking gun and you then get the full the the, the full transition of how where Peter is in his life post tragedy versus where Yuri is. And they're very starkly different places. So it's effective, but I did kind of see this before and I saw it even a little more recently just because I reread a comic from the late 1980s. I, I don't know what that ultimately means, but I guess this is something that Conway likes to do in, in his text.
1: Yeah. And I thought this opening was the best part of this comic. Like it was really wonderfully done. And like we've said about the previous issues, it You know, it wraps in the superior uh, era of Spider-Man well and, you know, again, allows us to reflect on that in ways that we wish we had seen elsewhere. But the problem, and I, I find myself saying this with each issue, is I feel like all these plot points and emotional beats have been hit in previous issues, and no matter how well done they are here, they just... I, I, I've read this before, uh, and, and I'm kind of ready for... I think last issue you said you were just waiting for it to kick into the next gear and I feel like we're still there. We still don't, you know, we still don't have whatever it is that's going to move this to the next level. Um I mean even the, we were we were expecting that the gun thing would, but then the gun is presented here as another mystery. Did she or didn't she shoot Tombstone? I don't know. Do, do you think she shot Tombstone, Mark?
0: I really don't know. I mean, it it, it. You know they certainly I'm gonna say yes, I think she did I think so too i think i think I think this is this story is so much about Yuri, I think that we're gonna you know not to speculate too much about what the final chapter is, but I think this is the story has evolved into this character's life kind of circling the drain, you know like she she she's she's breaking with all. I don't wanna say reality because she's 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 real, but it's you know the 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 the, the Yuri Yuri Montanbe, the police officer seems to be a character that is no longer going to exist. And it's just the wraith. And she even says as much in this issue, you know, the the, the Yuri is dead.
1: Yeah, and I, I, I'm confused by her motivation behind that. Um, you know, in, in this issue there's a great scene. And I think, you know, and again, I think a lot of the scenes in isolation are good in this book. Um, but the scene where, with her and Negative confronting each other, I thought was nice. And he's kind of got an edge on her because he knows her secret identity, which is quite obvious. Um, and kind of like Secret Identity 101 if the guy gives you a tip and then you're the guy that keeps showing up, clearly it's you. Uh, Something right, that Peter Parker has somehow managed to avoid for quite a while.
0: Um, well, the psychic block. Don't forget the psychic block, Dan. Right. Well, <laughs> na-
1: not to get too far ahead here, but we've got Spider-Man as Peter Parker's bodyguard in the t- in upcoming books, and uh, I don't know how he's going to avoid make that people making that connection. But anyway, Yuri like proclaims at the end that she's dead, um, but uh, but it kind of calls into question why she went and attacked the ringmaster. You know, I suspected she went and attacked him because she had no other option. Negative was holding it over her. He could out her identity if she didn't go and take out this uh, group of people for him. But then she kind of just gives up her identity anyway after already doing a task for him. I was like, what is Yuri's motives here? Does that make any sense, Mark?
0: No, it does. I mean, I, I, I don't disagree with you. Um you know, I think it's the motives are. We we need to dramatically turn this character somehow, and 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 you know, it, it, it makes sense in the context of the story, but it's not fully fleshed out. I I, I agree with you 100 percent on that.
1: I will say that my favorite new character in all of Spider-Man comics is. Mr. Negative refers to one of his inner demons, and he says, oh, inner demon Donald will help
0: you. I just like <laughs> that, there, that there's an inner demon whose name is just Donald. It's like are – you, Are you a little upset that he's not inner demon Dan?
1: Maybe a little bit, but like I just think Donald – I mean like no offense to anybody named Donald, but like it's just such a normal name.
0: Unless you're Donald Trump. Right a complete,
1: <laughs> a complete offense to you, Donald Trump
0: Yes, yeah, uh, total offense to Donald Trump Well, well, I was going to say that um, Inner Demon Donald might be great But I got uh, think one of my favorite fights in recent memory Involved the circus of crime
1: Oh yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun Those guys, whenever they show up I mean, you're in for something
0: Yeah, I mean, total D-list fodder here, but I mean, you know, in what other comic are you going to get a, a giant, I guess, it wasn't the bearded lady, right, but it was a very large woman being catapulted into the air and crushing another one of the goons during a fight. I mean, come on, that's just classic.
1: Wah wah! Like Pratt Falls are always fun.
0: You know, slapstick works sometimes in superhero comics. And what about you know, with great power, uh, you know, as you say, I sometimes I just want to (laughs) punch. Sometimes (laughs) you just punch. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, and that's and that's what I was talking about earlier in terms of when Spidey's on the page, it's great. This is this is these are like these are classic Spidey battles and puns and wits and 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 I love it, you know. This is this is what I read Spider-Man for, these kinds of sequences. It's it's this is fun superhero comic book action. But yeah, it's it's at the end of the day, you know, we're kind of dealing with this quandary of Yuri and whether we fully buy into this transformation or not. And and there there are some plot holes with that. I mean, there's no question.
1: Yeah, and I'm just kind of sick of this story structure, the, you know, fight at the beginning, revealing whatever changed in the previous issue. Uh, some, like, twisted machinations of deception and then a big blowout fight at the end with another reveal at the end. It just feels so formulaic to me, and I'm kind of getting bored of it.
0: Yeah, I hear you. Um, and and speaking of repetition, has anything changed for you on Barbaris' art?
1: I mean, I think he's an okay artist. Um, I just think something is up with the color here, like I've said, and, yeah, it just... It's not – it doesn't bring anything extra to it beyond Conway's script.
0: Yeah. I mean I, I, I I've said this a couple times before and I'm just going to reaffirm it. I, I really feel this was a bad match for Jerry's story. Like this, this – this is a story that could have used Javier Rodriguez in my opinion. Like, oh, I, man. I, that would be wonderful. I, and it's not even just because I prefer one style of art to the other, but like you know, these kind of gritty street level stories needs kind of, you know, softer, kind of more, I don't know, noirish art. Does that make sense? Yeah, Am I, yeah, there's I,
1: no, there's no shadows to this at all.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is this is very. This feels very 90s. Very you know? very
1: and, 90s, except for with a lack of pockets.
0: Yes, not Deadpool. not not enough pouches. Not enough pouches. Or symbiotes. At, or symbiotes. Um, and and Wolverine and Deadpool just haven't randomly showed up. Yeah. So, um, well, Deadpool. Waiting for
1: that Deadpool reveal.
0: Yes. Or that Wolverine reveal. Or Punisher. We need Punisher. Where is the—it's a gang war. Where is the Punisher? It's a great you, question. Well, I think he's in California or something right now. If, if, and not that I'm actually following his new book, but I do think he's not in New York. But okay. you, you would think Conway, of all people, would bring the Punisher in if he could.
1: I'm just waiting for the Shocker and his you know, mafia to show up at the end of this and just kick everybody's butt, right? Because he's the head of Silvermane's gang.
0: Yeah, he's the, the Magia now, man. I mean, like, come on, like
1: that—that <laughs> <laughs> that would redeem this whole thing for me. Like, I'm not loving this story, but I would—I would love this story if I got some Shocker and the Magia showing up at the end.
0: King Ping Shocker, wow, yeah, wonderful. Uh, you want to jump to your grade, Dan? Yeah, sure. I'm going to give this one a C C+, that's that's pretty fair dan i i am going a a little notch above you b minus it's, i st- like i said I still like the craftsmanship of this story but i I totally get the criticism i i, I don't dis i just dis- i don't disagree with you in heart, but you know i'm gonna say b plus
1: <laughs> yeah, I think jerry's script is fine you know, but like to get into that upper echelon i I really want some nice art to go along with it you know what i mean like both both are fine. Um, you know, fine to good, but this just it's just not singing for me, Mark.
0: That's totally fair, Dan. I don't necessarily disagree with you.
1: Especially when we got something like Secret Wars number 4 this week.
0: Oh. Uh, I need a I need a cigarette after that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dan. Let's let's jump into comments and emails. right, everybody, well of course uh, With comments, you can leave us comments On our iTunes and Stitcher pages You can find Amazing Spider Talk By just searching on Spider-Man or Amazing Spider Talk, and when you're there Leave a rating, leave a review. It's how we grow as a community. Uh, you could also email us at AmazingSpiderTalk at gmail.com uh, or tweet at us at supspidertalk or at chasing blog on Twitter and just hashtag it okay to print. Dan, before we get into the comments, though, it sounds like you're going to be at a pretty big comic book mecca kind of place in a couple days right
1: yeah next week i'm gonna be at san diego comic-con um i think at least on friday and saturday i'm working on getting some other things uh um, lined up to maybe stay longer but i'll be there on friday and saturday anybody who's attending san diego comic-con um but even better is on friday night i'm hosting a meetup For all the fans of the show and website that want to come and meet me and hang out and talk Spider-Man or comics or really anything, I'd love to hear about your stories about San Diego and just meet up with you guys, uh, anyone from the community. So that's going to be Friday night at 8 o'clock at this bar called The Bootlegger, which is right near – The convention center um if you go on uh the superior spider talk facebook page you can find all the details there about the event and rsvp to come i really can't wait to meet all you uh people out there and um you know hope that we can catch up and find out more about who you are um so uh yeah that's the bootlegger friday night at eight after the convention um i'd love to meet you all there um so, yeah, let me know that you're coming so that I know uh, to wait around and, and meet up with you guys.
0: Well, I'm jealous, Dan. I'll be firmly entrenched in the East Coast. But uh, I hope you have a great time and, you know, get to get to meet some people, talk to some people, uh, be immersed in comics. You're not going to have to buy anything since, you know, you're all collected up. So, well, uh, you know,
1: the, there's no going to a con and escaping with bu- not buying something.
0: That's true. That's, that's very not true. Possible.
1: I might have this, I like, freak like a brain problem that makes me want to collect every issue of spectacular Spider-Man next or something.
0: No, they'll get crazy now, you know?
1: (laughs) Yeah. uh, Who knows? But, um, I'm going to be on the show floor a lot, so keep your eyes out. And if you want to meet up at the actual convention, let me know too, but I'm definitely going to be at the bootlegger. So come on by.
0: Alright Dan, well here is uh, our first comment on iTunes It's from, and I'm not even going to pronounce, to attempt to pronounce this phonetically It's U-N-E Jakey, J-A-K-E-Y uh, Titled Best Spider-Man Podcast Ever, 5 out of 5 As a Spider-Man fan since the early 90s It's nice to finally find a podcast that covers recent Spider-Man issues Along with those classic reviews Keep up the great work boys
1: Thanks. Uh, Our next review comes from, I'm not even, this is like LF Hayes Jr. That's probably way wrong. But uh, uh, this person says, great show, five out of five. This is a great podcast for any Spider-Man fan. They have review shows, interviews, and my favorite, The Essentials Show. I enjoy them all. Uh, I'm glad to hear, I was
0: going to say, I'm glad to hear that's somebody's favorite, Dan.
1: Yeah, yeah, I love doing The Essentials, so uh, I'm glad you guys are enjoying
0: them, too. All right, this next one here, and I was initially, like, really stumbling with this one, and then I saw it says A Delicate Few. I was like, Adele, Katate, Delicate Few, uh, titled Intelligent Talk About Spider-Man, 5 out of 5. This is one of my favorite podcasts. It is great to hear two well-informed Spider-Man fans discuss current and essential Spider-Man stories, and they read my emails. Well. Yes, we do.
1: That's from Brian if I if I remember correctly.
0: Oh, okay. I see. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> um, we also got an excellent email from Hamza Jaka, uh, but we're going to read it in the future, a future episode because, as many of you may know, we have a lot of news to cover today, and we want to just get to that, and this email was great, and I want to give it the amount of time it deserves, but we just got way too much to cover on this episode, so we'll definitely be getting to it in the future. So hold on if you wrote in. I'm sorry we didn't... We're not reading it now, but... Uh, We're going to just move on to the next thing. So, everybody, thank you for leaving us some comments, but we're going to talk about uh, the friendly Neighborhood Spider Talk Members Club.
0: March along to the song of the merry marble marching society. If you growl, if you groan, with the dower tower up, will give you howl, give you moan. You can lose your sour right, will keep me trim and in step with the thin amount of the merry marble Marching society. It's funny, Dan. It, you know, we're we're short on time because we got a lot of news to report, and yet I got to go through this slog, which is now is the time of the show where we thank all the wonderful people who have decided to donate some of their hard-earned money to the show and have opted to join the friendly neighborhood Spider Talk Members Club. This week we have no new members to the club, which means Flash Thompson does not get the recovery he needs.
1: (laughs) Yes. Help support the, the Flash Thompson Fund.
0: You know, it's, it's, it's the Flash Thompson Well, he is the president of the Spider-Man Fan Club so. Yeah, that's true
1: and, and by the way, a lot of people have written in About how much they love Flash Thompson's Appearance on the show And that that's great, we love hearing from you And uh, I'm glad you guys are enjoying Our special guest, Flash Thompson
0: Uh, Once he gets out of his current, you know, lack of sobriety, I'll make sure I'll pass that message on to him.
1: I'm sure he would love to hear that. Um, Of course, if you guys are already members, please be sure to check your emails for your free comics. And if you'd like to become a member of the Friendly Neighborhood Spider Talk Members Club, maybe I should have shortened that name for this episode since we're trying to move through this quickly. Uh, Well, (laughs) if you'd like to become a member, of course, and help support the show, please go to our site and click on the giant button that reads... F-N-S-T-M-C that's, that's it for short why, oh, okay. did, why did we name it that, Mark?
0: I don't know I don't know <laughs> <laughs> But why don't we talk about Why don't we finally get to that news That's going to so consume much. the rest of our lives
1: <laughs> Yeah, let's do it Spider News Time Spider-Man,
0: Spider-Man
1: Does whatever a spider can Spins a web any size
0: all right, Dan. Well, you're the movie guy of the two of us in terms of, you know, being a film critic and getting your master's in film something. Uh, what was it in? <laughs>
1: I think actually film something is the title.
0: Okay, gotcha. that's how official it seems. All right. Well, anyway, so before we get to the big comic news we got, let's kick off the big movie Spider-Man news, which is we found our Spider-Man. It's Tom Holland. John Watts is the new director. And, Dan, as ignorant as this might sound, I don't know anything about either of these people. So you tell me. What should I be thinking?
1: Well, Tom Holland is 19. So, like, I think... I don't know about you, Mark, but I think that's great. We're not going to have, like, a near 30-year-old playing Peter Parker.
0: This is no Ralph Macchio playing the Karate Kid as a 30-year-old. Yes. Right,
1: exactly, exactly. Thank you or, for bringing that up again.
0: Or Tobey Maguire.
1: Yes, or or Andrew <laughs> Garfield even.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: Um, and so I, I think that's a, a welcome improvement. He's still a white guy. Um, I saw some people complaining that he did not – uh, a P like this, w- this kid did not look right for Peter Parker. And I was like, really? Cause he kind of looks like every other Peter Parker we've ever had before. So, uh, okay. it's probably
0: the youth. I, I, I think that's, what's throwing people is, you know, I, I, I think a lot of fans are, you know, and probably the ones who are complaining, don't. You know? understand what teenagers look like these days.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if you were to base uh, what teenagers look like off of your knowledge of movies, you'd be way off because every teenager is played by like someone in their late 20s.
0: Yeah, I mean, I just want to point out like the ultimate teen show for me as a kid was Saved by the Bell, and they were like all in their late 20s and 30s doing that show, except for Screech, and we all know how he turned out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I, I
1: don't even think I look as old as the teenagers in most shows.
0: Yeah, exactly. So... <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I have a feeling that's probably where the complaint is coming from. But I, I guess there's also something, I mean, Dan, he's, he, he hasn't done a lot of big blockbuster stuff, right?
1: No, and that's fine. I, I appreciate that. I've seen him in uh, this movie called The Impossible, which I don't really like that movie. Uh, but, you know, he was fine in it. Um, yeah, it, but maybe it's not that it, memorable of an exper- uh, a performance, but, you know, I, I like casting relative unknowns.
0: Yeah, but I mean, you know, it's different than, and I'm already forgetting the actors' names because I'm I'm that diligent. Uh, you know, the kid from Hugo, or you know, the As kid from Butterfield. the Butterfield. Walk- yeah, so the kid from The Walking Dead that was allegedly not in the running, but apparently auditioned at one point. Um, so you know, those are those seem to be actors that people recognize from from projects, and they probably don't recognize Tom Holland. But I I, I mean I. I I have an open mind. I don't know. I, 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 there definitely seemed to be an uproar. You know, there was there was one contingent of fans, as you mentioned, that were upset that they went with the traditional white white guy, white man, male. Uh, but then, like you also pointed out, there seemed to be people who wanted a white male. You know, who dug their heels in about that. But even that's too un- radical. We're, so, well, we're still unhappy with this. So yeah. I don't know really how you can make that judgment until you see how he performs in the role. Um, but you know, whatever, I think it's pretty cool. Now, what about John Watts? Uh, again, I re- don't know a lot of his work.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I don't, I have not seen any of his work either, although he has, a, he had a film at Sundance this past year called cop car, um, that I, I actually saw the trailer for, uh, a couple of months ago when it first debuted and, and I thought, Oh, this looks like a, a really great time. um, and what I think is interesting about this character, uh, this, this character, this director, is that his films so far have been kind of like horror thrillers, and so that would make this, you know, not the first time that we've had a, a horror director um, taking on the Spider-Man directing uh, role. Yeah, um, you know, people would know that Sam Raimi is a very famous and one of the best, I think, horror directors there there is. Um, Uh, But this cop car movie got pretty good reviews. Uh, Not the best reviews, but, um, you know, all the reviews mentioned that he has a very unique eye and style. And the main characters in the movie are children, which means he he could be good at directing child actors. Um, We'll see when that movie comes out. But, um, you know, uh, reportedly Kevin Feige really pushed for this guy to be the new director, which um, to me is, is great because you had, you know, James Gunn, who did Guardians of the Galaxy and I think knocked it out of the park. You know, this You know, typically indie director um, right. taking on that role. Maybe John Watts, they saw a, a very distinct voice in him and said, this is our guy to do this. Um, and uh, reports have kind of said that this is going to be a... Um,
0: the Breakfast Club, right? John Hughes, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. And I think that's a great fit for um, this material. If they do it, you know, kind of back in like the Romita Stylings. That's very Breakfast Cluby to me.
0: So actually, um, I was thinking Bendis and Ultimate. I mean, I think this is. I think if you're trying to read up for this for this movie, you definitely should be reading up on your Ultimate. Yeah, that's my yeah. That's my that's my theory. Yeah, and
1: Feige (laughs) has said a lot of really great things. Um, He came out and said, you know, Spider-Man Two is one of the best superhero movies of all time, and we're aiming for that. And that's good to hear. Um, Yeah. Um, and also that um, we're going to see a villain that we've never seen before, um, which to me is great. Like I I am ready to go move past the goblins.
0: Yeah, I mean I know how, how important Osborn is to the Spider-Man mythos, but you know what? Like, you know, Osborn wasn't even introduced until many issues into the series and, you know – I, I, I actually he, – here, I'm throwing, I'm throwing my prediction hat in the ring. I'm saying Vulture. I think, I think we're going to get that Vulture movie that Raimi never got to do. And I think especially since the youthfulness is going to be such a, a critical element of this, of this comic that playing off of an of a older villain will kind of really sell that.
1: I think that's a really great idea. Personally, I would love to see Mysterio.
0: Uh, oh, yeah, that would be great, just too. Just
1: because I'd love to see a fishbowl head on screen. Um, uh, <laughs> and, and, and I'd love to see a Craven the Hunter. Um, I'd love it if they did it how it's done in Ultimate where he's a reality show uh, host. Yeah. I think that could be really cool. But, um, yeah, I mean, the, those are the big ones, I think, um, that we haven't yeah. seen yet. I don't think Chameleon could stand on his own for a whole movie.
0: No, I think it would become too much of like a of a spy caper movie, which is not what this is. Um yeah, I I I can see any of those um I don't know. I, I I I hesitate to say Craven only because I feel like Craven works better with a slightly older Spider-Man.
1: Yes, I think you're right.
0: Um although like you said the Ultimate version was great. Uh maybe we'll get Ultimate Shocker.
1: <laughs> I'd love it if they could build up to it like that throughout uh, several movies. And, and do what they did in Ultimate. That would be wonderful.
0: Yeah, I mean, the only other thing, the only other direction I would go, and this doesn't seem to be on the table because it's a new villain, but I would love to see them bring in Vincent D'Onofrio from Netflix to be Kingpin.
1: Yeah, that would be really great. Um, I I would love for them to slowly work in that part of the Marvel Universe, cinematic universe, into the movies. Um, and I think Spider-Man would be the way to do it. Um. Especially if they did it like they do in the Ultimate books, where like the the criminal that kills Uncle Ben is very much related to the crime spree set off by the kingpin.
0: Yes. So, um, anything else movie wise you want to bring up, Dan?
1: Not really. I, I, you know, I remain optimistic until you know until we see anything and or until I see the movie. Um, uh, you know, the they. I think Marvel has a good track record, and I think that they've been itching to get their hands on Spider Man. Which means I bet you they've been developing ideas for this for quite a while.
0: All right, Dan. Well, on top of all this movie news, um, I think we have a clear idea of what the Spider-Man comic book universe is going to look like in October. We got the the previews for all of the post Secret War books, um, and boy, are- is it different. Well, it's not, and then it is. Uh, you know, some things right. are very different. Some things are very much the same. Um, I think you know to start with the same. Uh, after kind of some hinting that maybe it would be otherwise, uh, we we the the dance slot uh, era continues on Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, looks like that you know with that series, it's, he's going to be paired off with Giuseppe Commoncoli. but the status quo seems very different.
1: Yes, very different, Mark.
0: Yes. Um, Um,
1: It's Spidey is going to be, or well, I guess Peter is going to continue um, with Parker Industries, which I guess didn't end like we thought it did. Um, Well, don't
0: forget, there's an eight month time jump, so a lot can happen in eight months.
1: That's true. Uh, Although I do think it is a little strange that, like, we had this whole thing building to it falling apart. And now it's not. But anyway, yes, he had, and it's gone international. And Peter Parker is an international celebrity. And he will be jet-setting around the world um, tackling with, – with Spider-Man as his guard or his bodyguard, uh, tackling global pro- problems and global villains with uh, Spider-Mobile – and what it seems to be uh, a supporting cast of heroes assisting him in his travels.
0: Yes, a new costume designed by Alex Ross,
1: which looks a lot like the old costume design, except for with a larger glowing spider.
0: Yes, I'm assuming there's some kind of technology in there. And boot, um,
1: boot red boots that kind of ride up the side of his legs.
0: Yes. Very, very, very man-ish, Dan. I, I, I you know a lot of people are, have been saying, you know, are we getting – it's just like is Peter Parker, the new Tony Stark. Um, you know, I, I guess the one difference is I would say is you you know at the end of the day this is Peter Parker and not Tony Stark. So he's going to be having some Peter issues even with his success. That's That's my take on it.
1: But well, what's funny is we've got Bendis and Dave Marquez from Ultimate Spider-Man doing the new Invincible Iron Man book where Iron Man is kind of on his down and out and doesn't have any money and just has one suit and is now Marvel's uh, um, flagship character they announced. It's almost like they've switched places, Iron Man and, and Spider-Man.
0: Yeah, uh, you know, Freaky Friday. I guess maybe that's that's going to be in Secret Wars eight. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean,
1: I, I don't know, Mark. What are you? What are your thoughts? Well, first off, what are your thoughts about Dan Slott uh, remaining on the book?
0: Well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not ecstatic. I, 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 I have said for a while that um, I feel that it's time for a change of voice, and and you know, we saw this in other corners of the Marvel universe. You know, like like Bendis writing Iron Man and you know there seems to be uh, a big shake up over in the X-books and um but you, you know after all of the all the shaking up you know, there's also a lot that has remained untouched you know it's like you know we, we got Bendis is still doing Guardians of the Galaxy even though the roster is a little different and and of the Spider-books you know all the Spider-books that are returning which would be Spider-Gwen, 2099, and Spider-Woman. Um, and Silk. And Silk. Thank you. I, I forget Silk. <laughs> and <laughs> I mean, Miles. Even, even Miles, although th- we'll get to those circumstances in a second. I mean, these are all the creators that have been associated with these characters before Secret Wars. So the spider I mean, I don't know if this is um, Nick Lowe not, not wanting to shake up his team because he's, he's new himself. You know, maybe it's a comfort thing. But, I think it might uh,
1: also be a sales thing. Yeah. Amazing Spider-Man has been selling better than pretty much every book. And if there's one thing I think that can survive Secret Wars, it's uh, it's creators that can sell books.
0: Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, you know, even some of the books that maybe started out strong in that kind of – faded a little bit like 2099 and and Spider-Woman not that I wanted to see those those creative teams get disrupted but I mean it's exactly the same Dan I mean you know there's no there's no change up here you know yeah. this this you know I mean, always talk about we're going to get some new creators into the mix you know I mean this wasn't this wasn't just us talking I mean this was Axel Alonso talking about this weeks ago um that that at least in terms of the spider the spider nook nook is not happening.
1: Yeah, so um so what do you think actually about uh, I mean I guess I'll say what I feel about Dan Slot staying on the book. I kind of thought it was inevitable to be honest.
0: Yeah, I um, I I I I tend to agree with you. I think that you know, I think it's funny I would I I definitely was thinking that about a month ago and then Slot himself kind of hinted if I'm even on the book, which I thought was very uncharacteristic of him. I mean, I know he kind of plays this Humble card sometimes, but um, that's, that's what kind of sent my Spidey senses tingling that maybe there was going to be a shift. But, um, but ultimately, I do agree with you. It's not really a surprise.
1: Yeah, and for me, like one of the linchpin reasons why I thought he would remain is my interaction with James Robinson at um, uh, WonderCon where he said that Dan Slott had a stranglehold on Amazing Spider-Man. And there seemed to be some resentment there. At least I picked up on that. And, uh, like, he wanted to possibly write the book. Um, And I like James Robbins, and I'd be interested in seeing that. Um, But, uh, you know, uh, here we are again. And we have to both admit, Amazing Spider-Man 18 was a really strange conclusion to the book if it was his end of his run. Um, Yeah, agreed.
0: And at this point, I think he's only three issues away from surpassing Stan Lee. For, yeah. <laughs> and and I mean, you know, the most is Bendis. I don't think anyone is touching Bendis uh in terms of writing Spider-Man. But yeah. um, you know, I I I see I said this a while ago and not necessarily because I want it, but I I can, I see Slot having a Claremontian run. You know, I mean, Claremont was on X-Men for over a decade and I can see that happening at this point with Slot.
1: Yeah, so we didn't get a change creatively, but like, like we said earlier, I think that this status quo change is – Very it, dramatic. It's very dramatic. So let's talk about that. Uh, thoughts, early thoughts on that. What were your initial reactions, let me ask you?
0: You know, it's it's funny. Um, I feel like my my ultimate opinion has kind of evolved. When I first saw it, I was kind of like very WTF about it. Like, what is this? This just seems so strange. And as it had time to maturate and, you know, more information came out and Slot gave an interview with uh, MTV Geek and, um, you know, kind of provided a little more context. um, I'm cautiously optimistic because I think this is an idea that might actually play into Slot's wheelhouse as a writer. Because, I mean, you know, and I know... Spider Verse certainly is not a traditional Spider-Man story, but I feel like Slot struggles the most when he's trying to write like traditional Peter Parker slash Spider-Man. I, I agree feel with like you. I, agree with I, you. I feel he gets boxed in, and I feel like uh, some of the best work he's done, um, like Superior, for example, um, and even like the opening kind of salvo of Big Time. Where he was kind of, you know, changing his ways. I mean, you know, this is this actually sounds kind of similar to Big Time, except it's bigger, you know, it's a bigger time. I don't know. Um,
1: <laughs> Let's pitch but, that name for that to them.
0: Yeah. But I mean, I think that was some of Dan's best work as a writer. And I think it's because he's really different and kind of out there. And he wasn't kind of pigeonholed and trying to honor uh the, the books of yesteryear and I know that's kind of like counterintuitive. It's like, so wait, you know, he can't write the traditional characters, so, so the only way it's gonna be good is if he does something crazy and outlandish. And I get it. But you know what? Like this there's one constant in comic books and it's change. At least at least in today's comic books. I mean, you know, you can you can you can sit on your Roger Stern run from the eighties and and I love that Roger Stern run like, you know, like anybody's business. Um and say you know, look how it honored the tradition and the character and the roots, and he gets it, and blah 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 blah. But the fact of the matter is, that's not what comics are anymore. They're just, it's just not.
1: Well, I also uh, think another constant in comics is things will always go back. Yeah, You're like Peter will not be, and I, at least I hope so. Will not unless I love this, which I don't know that I'm going to do that. But you know, it'll always he'll go back to being the like you know down on his luck. But hope you know hopeful and resilient Peter Parker that we love, you know.
0: Right. Well, I mean the one caveat to that Dan is, and that's a kind of jump in line here, but um, with Miles now being six one six, it sounds like Miles is going to the you know the book. It's just Spider Man adjectiveless. Um, I, I don't know if it's, if they're going to consider it Spider Man Volume Three, uh, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> But by the the Bendis and Sarah Pacelli book, I mean, it sounds like they want Miles to kind of be the, the teenage struggles with the everyman problems that Peter used to be. And Peter's going to kind of serve as a mentor to Miles in this series. And, uh, you know, it does make me wonder if this is kind of Marvel's way to transition away from... I don't want – I'm not going to get caught up in this whole thing of Miles being the main Spider-Man. Peter is Peter and Miles is Miles and, and the people who are getting caught up in this minutiae I think are really wasting their energy with it. But I do think that Miles is going to kind of fill the void of that kind of struggling everyman, youthful superhero that Peter once occupied.
1: Well, not to mention that uh, he's going to be fighting all of Peter's old rogues gallery.
0: Yes. So, um.
1: Color me really excited for that book because I think that, right? You know, obviously, I, I really enjoy Bendis' stuff, but Pacelli's artwork is
0: stunning. Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, like, yes, I do ultimately agree that Peter is not going to be this character forever, but, you know, I think, I think Peter, the, the struggling down on his luck, Ways are going to manifest itself a little bit differently going forward than how they used to.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, and and I, again, when I first saw this, I just saw the image and I was like, "What am I looking at here?" Uh,
0: it's very, it's. I, you know, yeah, I know you, you, you joked about the the new costume being much like the old one with with the with the you know the light up spider, but it's it's very different. It's very dramatic to me. I was very caught off guard. I almost thought it was fake.
1: Yeah, I, I did too, and I, I almost didn't report it on my website because there was the image of Spider-Woman, which we'll get to, and I was oh. like, this has to be fake, uh, just because it looked like a weirdly Photoshopped image, and like even the font on the covers of these books, like the things labeling them, looked like something that someone kind of whipped up in a, in a Photoshop, like some, just for a, for a goof. But there's no faking Alex Ross artwork, you know? Yeah. Um, but then I also thought, like, would Marvel try to get one over? Because the first place to repl- you know to, to report this was Bleeding Cool, which, <laughs> you know, Dan Slott has a very contentious relationship with. And I yeah. almost wonder if he would have shelled out several hundred dollars of his own money just to, like, screw with, with them. It. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, I had that thought. I was like, I don't know if they have this much time in their lives to just, you know— pull that many like because some of these things seemed really legit you know Yeah. But when I first saw this I was like this has to be a joke like here is a cover of a, of a comic with a, a spider mobile that's not a joke
0: yes. you know like we got the spider mobile in
1: the 80s and it was 100% a joke here it is being totally sincere
0: uh, this is not Peter parked car as <laughs> yeah. slot wanted um Let's talk. You want to talk about some of these other books? Just quick. I mean, we'll, we'll we'll go through the the kind of the the less dramatic ones quickly, and then we'll 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 talk about some of the big shifts here. Um, yeah,
1: okay. So yeah, Spider Mobile. I I want to round out my feelings about this. I've come around on it.
0: Okay, I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's fine. We've been talking about this for a while. But I've come around on it. And you know what? I'm always critical of people that prejudge things. I'm not prejudging this. Wow me, Dan Slott. I'm really waiting to be wowed. But I also think it's kind of an obvious uh, change. I know that we're saying this sounds crazy. But for like a, uh, you know the geek genius superhero, this seems like the obvious place that it would go at some point. Does that make any sense? I do. I think um, so And I think um, that the more interesting changes to the character Have gone less obvious routes Along the lines of like Straczynski's like making him a teacher You know It's the same but it's really emotionally different
0: Right I mean just just for me Just to kind of be more definitive I mean uh, I'm I'm intrigued only because I think With kind of the, the locale And the technology this can be kind of a very high concept, sci-fi, you know, kind of wacky, kooky book that would play into to what Dan Slott has done best. It, 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 it sounds like, you know, I hate to say it, but it sounds like uh, Peter is becoming the superior Spider-Man.
1: Yeah, that's the that's the other interesting thing is like w- like what separates this from
0: Doc Ock? You know, you know um, that he's not an insufferable a-hole, I think. But, um, <laughs> I mean, I don't
1: know. Look at the cover of this book. He's got women draped off his arms. I don't know. He looks really, like, cocky to me on that cover.
0: We'll find out, Dan. We'll find out. And And it's so funny
1: for me to be critical of this because, Mark, I remember we had a conversation before about if we could come up with one plot for Spider-Man that we hadn't seen before that we would love to write. And I always said I'd love to see him leave New York City. And I guess I'm getting what I wanted
0: this is your story, Dan. This is your life. Ah. Uh, <laughs> so just super quick, okay? We talked about the the Bendis Picelli, Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Gwen. It, it's it, it sounds like we're going to get a little more of the Peter-Gwen origins with Jason Latour and Robbie Rodriguez. Uh, Spider-Man 2099, it's Peter David and Will Sliney. And it sounds like this is going to be back into the future, right? With is a that new
1: costume.
0: New costume. Um,
1: okay, Excited.
0: So, so uh, Silk again, Robbie Thompson, Stacy Lee, Lee, and but the tagline is the sinister Silk. So is there going to be a heel turn? I don't know. I mean, it seems kind of soon to be going that route with the character. So
1: yeah, she's like the most like sweet character they have right now. I I, I don't know.
0: Yeah, it almost um, makes
1: me curious if this was the plan originally because uh, that first cover of Silk Number One, she already looks evil. <laughs> right? Am I wrong about that? She looks on the cover.
0: Yeah, she does. Um, you know, I I am kind of sticking with that book through by green and it. We'll see how that goes. Um Spider Woman. So this is interesting, Dan. So Dennis Hopeless Javier Rodriguez. Yay, I I I love the work they've been doing. Jessica Drew, eight months pregnant. That just what 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 do you think? I
1: <laughs> I mean the tagline is what parent by day, hero by night. I'm wondering if in like the first arc she's going to give birth to this child. Um, yeah, I can't see someone with like with who's pregnant, like that pregnant with it, it, that vulnerable um, going around at night and punching people. It just, just I can't picture that image in my head yeah this
0: this seems very strange to me dan and and I'm not trying to sound chauvinistic or anti pregnant I, I I don't know this just seems very strange to me and and i I do worry about this becoming jokey where it shouldn't be you know what I mean like like I mean that image of Jessica you know ready to pop in her Spider Woman costume seems it's bizarre. Seems like a little it's playing to the cheap seats in my opinion.
1: It's really bizarre and like the way her spine is curved is very strange. Um I, I, I just I saw that image and I was like, is this real? Um, yeah.
0: Um I and mean I want to
1: give them the benefit of the doubt because I love Spider Woman. Um, yeah.
0: But you know, but this they're 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 tap dancing on a line here. I think that's you know, I, I, I do want to put that out there. Yeah, I mean,
1: we'll see what it is. I think you said to me when you found out about this is maybe she has a scroll baby.
0: Yeah, I was like, you know, is this is this like leftover from Secret Invasion or something? I mean, who knows?
1: Uh, who is the father? That's the question. Like, is Ben Yurick the father?
0: Oh, uh, or Porcupine?
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Or uh, who else is on the team here?
0: Uh, I don't know, but uh, it, yeah, very strange, very strange. That was um, the biggest.
1: Like, what? moment i got out of all this even more than the the amazing spider-man change
0: yes um some other spider books you know i hope you're saving your allowance dan because there's a lot of them if you're gonna read them all (laughs) um so we have venom space knight by uh robbie thompson from silk and then ariel olivetti and it's basically going to be agent flash in space this could be fun right
1: yeah, it looks like fun. It looks almost like a, um, Silver Surfer. He's got, like, this alien partner. I don't know if it's going to be a mainstay of the series, but it looks that way on the cover. Um, I don't know. This, I mean, this could be fun. I'd be interested in revisiting the, the symbiote homeworld and things like that. I, I could see this
0: being fun. I mean— I started picking up Guardians again when Flash, when Flash joined the team just cuz I was curious and honestly didn't feel Bendis used them all that well. It seems like it was kind of thrust upon Bendis. Um so I feel like kind of breaking him away um could be interesting. Well, he's but, also going to be on the Guardians team. Yes, I know that, but I'm saying by breaking him away in yes. his own book, you know, and kind of and keeping the focus on him. Yeah, I don't think he'll get lost in the shuffle because I mean, Guardians—they're, tr- I mean, they're trying to push the movie Guardians in that book, you know, like yeah. it's all about Star Lord and Rocket and Drax and all that. Um, and
1: just to remind everybody, this is Flash Thompson in space. Yes.
0: Yeah, so, I wonder if he'll be on the show any longer, Dan. We're gonna have to. <laughs> um, here was a here was kind of a confusing one, and not necessarily in a bad way. So we we're getting a Carnage book, and it looks like it's an ongoing, not a mini. I was, you know, I remember Whacker, Stephen Wacker once saying that, you know, they only like to dust off Carnage for minis as like special events. Um, but the writer on Carnage, Jerry Conway,
1: that was a, a pleasant surprise.
0: Um, someone on Twitter said to me, I'm. You know they weren't excited about Carnage, but seeing Jerry Conway writing him was kind of like seeing Alfred Hitchcock directing a Saw movie. Uh, so, this <laughs> um, this very intrigued. And the art on that is going to be from Mike Perkins. I'm not familiar with Mike Perkins. Do you know what he's me, done?
1: Me neither. Um, and and the cover was interesting too. Like the tagline is "Descent into Madness," and it seems to be like implying some kind of mineshaft shaft thing. Um, I have no idea what this is But I'm interested And uh, I'd be even more interested If it's the uh, the axis carnage that we got Where he's trying to be a hero Because I thought that was endlessly enjoyable
0: Although someone had mentioned Someone threw cold water on that I guess he did get uninverted in a book recently I don't uh. know So, um, so, But I agree with you I think I'd be more interested in the axis carnage Um I'm also not gonna be shocked, Dan, if this if we find out this is a five issue mini. I, I wouldn't I, just, I wouldn't either. I just I just don't see them doing an ongoing with Carnage. Um but you know, I've been wrong before. I didn't think, you know, when, when Remender was doing Venom back in the day, I was like, they're really doing an ongoing with this? And you know, that thing lasted what, forty issues? Yeah. It Which did. is unheard of.
1: <laughs> it is unheard of like, I mean, even it's even like increasingly love- more so. It's
0: like the longest series ever <laughs> um,
1: it is kind of baffling thinking about it, like, oh man, forty issues that actually is a lot,
0: yeah, right um so the other book, and I mean this one I'm very unenthused i i I hate to be this way, but I think this is of the new books, and it's probably the one I definitely will not be buying is this Web Warriors. Um, by Mike Costa and David Baldeon. This seems to be kind of what's going to spin out of Spider Verse. They they love this Spider Verse concept, Dan. They do not want to let this thing die.
1: It must be selling more than I, than I think. You know, like they they yeah they do like this, and I'm guessing this is going to be finally that story about healing the Great Web that we were expecting to get. I and guess. I've criticized the book for not being, but like. Yeah, I'm not interested either.
0: But, Dan, I mean, through a few issues, that book is just unreadable to me. I mean, I don't know. And the art is not good at all. It's the
1: same team. So I I might check out the first issue and then see what I think. But I don't expect I'll be picking this one up either.
0: Yeah. um, And then uh, not necessarily spider books but spider-relevant books. Uh, we, we do have Miles Morales On all new Avengers Kind of as we all knew was happening uh, But it looks like Peter Parker Is going to be on Uncanny Avengers Which is kind of, oh, okay So we're, we're getting Spider-Man back in an Avengers book all the, You know, when he's been kind of In and out for the last couple of years Since Hickman took over um, yeah. And then Interesting um, Not necessarily Not related to Spider-Man books at all But related to a Spider-Man creator Uh, Umberto Ramos has been announced as the artist on Extraordinary X Men, which would lead me to believe that Ramos is not part of the Spider Man art team anymore. What are your thoughts on this, Dan? I know you love Ramos.
1: I do. And, you know, it's sad to see him go, but I'm also ready for, you know, some new art talents on the book. Uh, Although I do think, like, given the concept of this new book, that Ramos would be a really great guy to draw it. Yeah, um, especially considering his—I uh, don't know if you remember this issue—the the the one Venom issue. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, I
1: thought was really fun, drawn by Ramos, and I could see this book kind of operating in that territory. Um, but yeah, I guess this is like you know—it's a sad goodbye if this is what it is. But uh, on that same level, we didn't talk about Kaminsky coming back on um, Amazing Spider-Man, and while I'm a fan of his work. I would at least I I'm I would really like to see some new art talent on Amazing Spider-Man.
0: You see like I'm not ready to give up the Ghost of Kamo yet because I feel like he's really grown tremendously and I feel like he deserves a shot as being the guy on Spider-Man. Yeah, not... I and mean,
1: we don't know if it's a monthly or bi-weekly book yet.
0: Right, but I mean but this is, you know, he's doing the issue one. I mean, you know, Ram- I think people still associate Ramos with Spider Man and Slot, because I mean, for all of the outside of one or two, mm-hmm. all of the major stories were done artistically by Ramos, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, 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 you know, if you got Common you know, doing the first big arc on this new book, regardless of whether this is monthly, bimonthly, and they're going to bring in another art team at some point, um, you know, he's, 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 he's establishing the universe, you know, this is, this is his book now, you know what I mean? And, and I think, I think he deserved. I think he's earned that. I do. I do. I, I, that did not bother me. I think Camo has earned this. I, I'm, I'm interested to see what he can do.
1: I'm not bothered but I'm also just – I'm not excited. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm waiting for like a – this is the top-selling Marvel book. I really like was hoping to get like an artist that I think could really wow me. I mean Camo definitely has but um, – I was waiting for a shocker like a Steve McNiven to show up or something like that.
0: Yeah, but the problem is, and we saw this with Spider Verse, is when you bring bring in these artists, they never, they never, they never feel, fulfill their duties. You yeah, know, these know. like these superstar guys. I mean, Quoipel. Oh yeah, it's great. Look how pretty Spider-Verse was. Camo Camo saved the day on that arc. You know what I mean? Like and 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 like I that's what I'm saying. I feel like he he's earned this. He deserves this. He 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 deserves to become the next Steve McNiven if he can do it. Yeah. You know? Like I, I that's my take cuz I feel like you know, you, you, you give it to the old crusty veteran who's been around. You, you you're going to, you know, like the book's going to be every 6 weeks instead of every 2 or 4. You <laughs> know what I mean? Like it's true. It, it's true. Um, so, um, we'll see. I mean, I, I haven't heard of Renew Your Vows slipping in terms of schedule just yet. Although, I mean, I wasn't that blown away with Kubert's art in the first issue. No, so, me
1: neither. Although the preview came out today for the second issue and it looks really beautiful.
0: Okay. So, we'll see. But, um, anywho. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I was ready to move on from Ramos. I mean, you know... Not even just going back to big time, but I also think back to Ramos and the Paul Jenkins run on Peter Parker and Spectacular. I mean, it's Ramos has been a part of the Spider-Man family now for well over a decade, so, um, and I'm sure he'll be back in some format.
1: Yeah, I'm yeah. sure he will. And uh, you know, but boy, what a lot of um, a lot of news here we got today.
0: Yeah, a lot of books, a lot of books. Like I said, we're gonna have to save our pennies, Dan. <laughs>
1: Yeah, right. Uh, you know, looking through the preview book that they gave out this week, half of the book is Spider-Man titles. You know, we chose a character to follow, didn't we, Mark? <laughs> for, for a guy who is no longer Marvel's flagship, he certainly appears to be Marvel's flagship.
0: Right. Well, you know, do what I say, not what I do. <laughs> right,
1: right, right. I mean, between him and Batman, I don't know who has more books.
0: Well, you know, we don't have Spider-Mite yet. That's so, true. Right?
1: Uh, <laughs> but Spider-Ham is going to get his own book next. Just you wait and oh, see.
0: Goodness. My goodness. Um, all right, Dan. Anything else on the books?
1: No, I think it's time to say goodbye. Of course, you can find all of our new Amazing Spider-Talk and old Superior Spider-Talk podcasts at superiorspidertalk.com or find us on iTunes and Stitcher by searching for Amazing Spider-Talk. And, and one weird thing of note, Mark – Uh I noticed that the iTunes store has kind of been going a little weird, and they've stopped listing all of our episodes. They only have the most recent 20 episodes on there. Um, And this is true for all podcasts. And I reached out to them about it, and they're like, yeah, we don't know what's causing this. We're looking into it. And uh, I think we're looking into it means we have, like, one guy in a basement somewhere working on it. Because (laughs) they do not care about their podcast network.
0: Looking into it means, uh, yeah, you'll get your answer a quarter to an ever.
1: Right, right. So if you want to listen to episodes more than 20 episodes ago and we're on about 80 episodes now, you know, be sure to go check it out on our website superiorspidertalk.com.
0: I hope you're keeping track Dan, cuz we need to do something for our 100th episode. Don't worry, Mark.
1: I am keeping track and I have a lot of ideas about episode 100. So All
0: right. I'm keep, well, keep don't well, it. don't reveal them here. Let I, me hear them first. I will. <laughs> I will run them by you, Mark. Um So also be sure to check out both of our Facebook pages at Facebook.com slash Superior Spire Talk and Facebook.com slash Chasing Amazing. These are great places to keep up with us in between shows. We post articles. We we talk about the 100th episode maybe. I don't know. (laughs) Fun things. Just do it. Look us up on Facebook.
1: And also on that Facebook page, you can again find the meetup group for San Diego Comic Con. Please, if you're going to meet up with me, be sure to RSVP there so that I know that you're going to come – Otherwise, if no one's going to come, I won't. Not going to be sitting there by my lonesome self waiting for everybody. So, please, if you want to meet up, be sure to RSVP on that page.
0: Yes, yes, and of course, our theme song courtesy of Rylan Bojack, and our outro song from Magic.
1: Yeah, and a special thanks again to Nick Cagnetti, Ray Sumser, Ron Friend, and Sal Buscema for our show's awesome artwork. Mark, where can we find you on the internet this week?
0: Well, of course, you can find the ongoing countdown of the greatest Peter Parker, Mary Jane stories on SuperiorSpiderTalk.com, along with my Clone Saga callback feature, which has resumed. Uh, We talk about some hologrammed great issues involving characters that we really don't care about. There's been a lot of
1: angst around these articles.
0: Uh, Yeah, we're getting to that point in the Clone Saga where I'm like, hmm... Can I take it to Revelations or do I stop at the Ben Peter switch over? We'll have to discuss that off air Dan. Cause... I mean
1: I'm in your corner Mark just uh, spraying you with water. You can do it yeah. Rocky.
0: Yeah, right. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> um and of course, you can find me on Twitter at ChasingASMBlog. Um, can't really think of anywhere else to find me right now. i have been—I'm <laughs> not writing in a lot of places anymore, Dan. I think—I think I'm putting all my energy into making Superior Spider Talk as good as it can be. So I hope—I hope,
1: it's, I been, hope it, it's been awesome.
0: Okay, I, I hope it—I hope it has been. <laughs> I hope it has been for you. Otherwise, what am I doing? <laughs>
1: what a great stress off my back.
0: Oh no no no! But Dan, where can we find you?
1: Uh, yeah, you can find me Manning our uh, our Twitter feed, which is at Sub Spider Talk, or on my personal account at Dan um, I'm writing a bunch of movie reviews, which you can read at GrindMyReels.com, and I've got a bunch of other things I'm going to be announcing pretty soon that I've been working on. So uh, uh, keep tuned, uh, you know, here, and you'll you'll hear about a lot of other projects that I've got going on. But those are the good places to find me for now. But you could also have found me last week, I went to this big top carnival and it was really wonderful. But then out of nowhere, this guy came out with this spinning design on his top hat and and started hypnotizing the crowd. I turned away luckily and ran uh, away. Um, But Mark, I was looking at the newspaper and I saw that you were there as well and you were hypnotized. What happened to you? How did you break out of that?
0: Well, yeah, I was hypnotized, and like I was about ready to give this guy a bunch of money. You know, he almost had me give him my issue one, Dan. Oh my goodness! Can you believe that I I don't know why he was bringing it to me to a circus, but I had it, and he he was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna no longer own every issue of Amazing Spider-Man. Then you really would have had something to hold over me.
1: Oh, I already do have something to hold over you, Mark, because you don't have all the
0: annuals. Right. Well, besides that. So anyway, um, I'm being hypnotized and all of a sudden this guy in a yellow costume jumps out and whacks this hypnotizer out. And I'm like – I come to and I'm like, is that is that Silver Age Daredevil in a yellow co- – what's he doing in the yellow – and then he took the mask off, and it was my uncle Ben. Oh my goodness! I, you know what? I had
1: heard that he likes to like go out at night dressed as the Silver Age Daredevil.
0: I know it's the craziest thing. I'm like, what's next? Are you gonna look like Golden Age Flash? I mean, what's 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 going on here? Well, I mean, you know. You're... I
1: always tell him it's weird because no one's gonna recognize him because now everybody thinks Daredevil has a black costume.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, it just he, Uncle Ben. He's so silly. Just give him some, give him some wheat cakes and whatever. But you know, when he, he gave me back my, he grabbed my issue one from from this clown and gives it back to me and was like, "Oh man, you you, you almost let Dan Gavazin have one over you." You know, I mean, the fact that you beat him to the chase and got it first, um, that no, wouldn't not have been officially
1: enough. because you don't have all the annuals.
0: Um, yeah, that would have been a little too much for me to bear, you know, as as your uncle. But um, and but now because he, you
1: bring your comics for some reason to carnivals.
0: Well, you know, he did say to me, you know, keep your comics at home. Because remember, with great podcasts, there must also come amazing Spider Talk.